live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Wild Wisdom. We are your hosts. I am Amy Gernot. I am Dr. Deb Bila. And we are so excited to be with you today. Yes. <laughs> we have a great show. So if you missed last week's show, we highly recommend going back and listening to it because we kind of, it's kind of a lead in to this week's show. It's a we'll little bit We'll give you a different. sticker if you do. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> and I'm if just you want to know what that means, you'll have to go back and listen to last week's show. So, <laughs> Just kidding. We are not offering stickers. We are not offering stickers. But again, if you want to know what that means, go have a listen. Exactly. <laughs> Let us know what you feel about that. that All right. Funny. So Deb and I have read this beautiful book. Oh my gosh. You read it. For, when did you read it? Did I you read, read it, it earlier this year or like, I mean last well, year? Um, uh, probably like two months ago. A couple months ago? Yeah. Okay, so I would say, no, no. no. I had it recommended to me by a friend. Yes. And then Deb recommended to me. So I downloaded it. And so then I just started reading it this past month. Yes. And I got through like the first, I literally, so I started reading it this one night when I went to bed. So it's probably like nine o'clock or something like that. I literally stayed up until midnight. I know you have to, it's like, what is happening next? I know what's next, what's next. So I literally was up until midnight and I come in the office the next day and I was like that book. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Oh my goodness. I don't, really know how I feel about this book because well I do now well, yeah. that I finished it but at that point I was like oh my god humble pie humble being pie. eaten as we speak yes mm-hmm. so the book that we have led into so much now <laughs> is called the queen's code mm-hmm. this book um I don't even know how to just start describing it. How would you describe this book? It, I would say mm-hmm. it is the, I mean, women have always wanted a book to understand a man. This is it. Yes. I mean, really like, cause we're always like, what are they thinking? Like, and it, we, like, I mean, they're just an anomaly. It's like, we could just look at them and be like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't understand. This book breaks it down in a way that I've never even new possible. Yeah. And it is, it's a game changer for so many levels. And, and, and going back to last week's conversation, it could be used as a manipulation tactic. And I really would hope that people wouldn't use it that way, but this is a great, 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 great tool for connection and having a man in your life that is a man and and you are a woman and this is a good relationship and yeah yes, like exactly. I, I don't know I'm like getting no, flustered like- in regards to what to say because it's so exciting it is exciting it is exciting and like we said it's a big dose of humble pie yes um and it's really talking about how we communicate with mm-hmm. men um how we miss communicate is that even a word like, like is that a word miscommunicate yeah, yeah is it, it, it is, is a word it didn't sound like a word it's like is that a word that doesn't even sound like a word it, totally it is. is oh my god today it funny. is today even it is. if it's not so how we don't understand how they think and how they approach things and vice versa of course right men think that we're anomalies and we're like how i don't understand you <laughs> women are just this enigma right um it blew my mind Mm -hmm. I think one of the first things that was like oh yeah and I remember you saying this before I read the book and of course I didn't completely understand the context of it yet but it was talking about how we as women expect men to be hairy women yes and you're like (laughs) what does that mean and then you get a picture of a big hairy woman (laughs) 
which is gross, you know, but you don't want to be in a relationship with a big hairy woman. And no. please, no offense on any level to anybody listening. Yes. So, but, you know, we want a man to be a man. You know, they are men for reasons. We are women for reasons. We yes. don't need them to be a hairy woman. Exactly. A big hairy woman. A big hairy woman. <laughs> so we're expecting them. Essentially what that's saying is the way that women that we communicate. Mm-hmm. So like how Deb and I communicate as friends. You know, the way that we communicate is very different than a way that a man communicates. <laughs> right. But we're expecting men. And this is vice versa yeah. also. We're expecting men to communicate how we do. Mm-hmm. And they don't. No. They do not think the way that we think. Their no. brains are not wired the way that ours are wired. Not even close. I no. think of that comedian video. Yes. Oh, the tale you... of the two brains mm-hmm. yes where it's like men have their box that has all these compartments we'll have in to it po- we'll have to post we'll share this under, we'll share yeah. this video because it's really really good and they basically when they're when they're going to focus on something it's called singular focus they're going to take one box out of their box they're going to open it they're going to do whatever they do with that task let's mm-hmm. just say there's a task when they're done with the task they're going to close that and put it back in their box mm-hmm women we have all our boxes open at once (laughs) (laughs) yes so we're all over the map we think about all these things we think multifaceted which is Mm. not always to our benefit right because we can be just we can get a little bit chaotic in the way that we think about things but it's how we're wired and it's fine right men are not that way they are not going to be watching tv writing a dissertation and listening to you at the same time they're going to choose one of those things and that's what they're going to focus Mm -hmm. on so so like if you get frustrated if your husband's watching tv and you go up and start a conversation with him and you get frustrated because he's not listening it's because he can't Mm -mm. because he's not wired that way and that's not a weakness no no it's actually a strength it's a strength let me preface and say it's not a weakness that he cannot do that right it's that is how he is wired it is singular focus meaning he is going to focus on one thing at a time and to to its completion Mm -hmm. because the completion is a reward Mm -hmm. there's something done there's something finalized or something finished that's what he's going to do so it's not that he's ignoring you right he can't concentrate on both at the same time because he's not wired that way right well and it's funny because I was I was talking to this guy and he was we you know we talked every day and like we would text all day he would call me we would we would talk for like an hour a day kind of thing and then he went home to visit his mom and 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 he was there and I didn't I didn't get very I'm barely any text from him and then he was gonna call but then I didn't get a phone call from him that night and this is shortly after I read the book and I was like okay Debbie like he's home he is focused on the box of family Mm -hmm. and he's taking care of family stuff and you know and and there's stuff you know I don't even know because I'm just starting to talk to the guy and And I could have, like, in the past, I would have been like, oh, my God, he doesn't like me. Uh, You know, like, he's seeing somebody else or maybe whatever. Like, I would Mm -hmm. have gone down this rabbit hole of crazy. And as I'm reading the book, like, after I'm reading the book, I'm like, okay, no, he's focused on one box right now. And I'm not in that box. And that's okay. And so he did reach out. And he's like, I'm so sorry I didn't call you last night. I fell asleep. I hope you're doing well. And then he called me, you know, but that then I was more in his box at that point, I guess, right. you know, and I could have sabotaged the whole thing then and there because I could have gone into my crazy, like, because I have all my boxes open, whereas mm-hmm. his was focusing on cutting the lawn and, you know, building a 
bookshelf or I don't even know, like all these things. And there's no room to do all those things. Like they're just not wired that way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But we want them to be. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, you know, seeing all these things, doing things the way that we would do them and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so the eye, it was just an eye opening thing. And it's, of course, you know, we've kind of had those conversations before. Like we know that we as women want men to think like us and vice versa. But this book just had a way of breaking it oh, down where it in a it, level that's raw. Yes. It landed <laughs> in such a different way. And I'm telling yeah. you, I was like, oh my gosh, the and of course Obviously, when you know better, you do better. So let's get that out of the way. Yeah. But thinking back, like the things that I would say, the ways that I would behave in relationship mm-hmm. and the frustrate, how frustrated I would get about things and I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was terrible. Right. And I mean, part of the premise in the book. So the book is written like a novel. So it's not yeah. like a self-help kind of book where it's giving you instruction like that, like, um, it's more of a novel. It's a story. Right. It's a story about these women and they how they go through this process of learning all of these things. It's really, I love the way that it's written. Actually. I actually I really do too because it. it's like, I am so used to reading self-help books and right. and, and yeah. it's very, you know, do this and do that and boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And this was like a flowy story and it's like, yeah. you could kind of put yourself in the story. Yes, and exactly. it's like watching a movie and being like, oh, 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 am yeah. I that character? <laughs> <gasps> Don't be Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> You'll understand that when you read the book yeah yeah and so it just had a way of breaking down how we're wanting men to behave like women and how it's Mm -hmm. how it absolutely is not possible and the damage that incurs because of it and so a large part of the damage that occurs is emasculating men Mm -hmm. and I've always like so it's like the castration factor. I wrote, actually, I went in and looked up the definitions. So to emasculate means to castrate, to deprive of strength or vigor and to weaken. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, you're like, oh. Right. It deprives them of their strength. It deprives them of that vigor and that vitality mm-hmm. that they have. And it completely deflates them. Mm-hmm. And like, man, that is so terrible. And then once you read it, you start seeing it all over the place. Like we've caught ourselves oh, where yeah. we've had to like, oh my God, I just said that hit me right now. I know. Like, here's, <laughs> I my hand, here's my hand, me. smack me. <laughs> you know, and we see it all over the place, but the emasculation is a really big thing. And when, when you kind of, when I've thought about that term in the past, I always think about it as like the big, something big, like a right. big occurrence. But when you read the book and you see all the subtle ways oh, that yeah. it happens, mm-hmm. Oh, it like it's gut wrenching. It's it's gut wrenching. And when and so they're talking about the different ways that we emasculate our men and their response to it. And it was almost more painful to to visualize through the story their response. The shoulders coming down, the head dropping like a child, mm-hmm. you know, who just was scolded essentially. Like um what's that character? Um Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so when you, and you start to see that and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, telling, telling a man he's stupid, cutting them off when they're trying to say something, because of course we just know better. So we're just going to pop in and finish that conversation. And they never even get to the end of their thought. And then we get frustrated because they don't get to the end of their thought, but we cut them off three times in the process because we know better, you know, and how that as actually emasculating because we're not allowing them to finish their thought process. Right. So essentially we're telling them that they're stupid and we know better. Right. Yeah. Telling them, yeah, 
I think the stupid thing is really one of the big making them making them feel stupid. Yeah, yeah. I've even seen it at the grocery store mm-hmm. where, like this. I mean, this is just a, like a month or so ago, and this woman was just berating her husband in front of her kids, and you can just see his soul leave his body. Yeah, he's like. I mean, it, it was just, it was heart wrenching, yeah. you know, it was just, I don't know. And, and I'm sure for her, she probably didn't want to do that. Once again, it's why is she doing that? Right. Like, what is she lacking that she feels that she has to manipulate and, and push him down to lift herself up? You know, Absolutely. it's just, so it's not a blame game per Mm-mm. se. We're not blaming anybody. We're just wanting people to wake up and realize that we have a role in how people are around us too. Because yes. in the, after reading this book, you know, because me being a single woman and, you know, like just all this stuff, it's like, if a guy's looking at me, I'm like, why is he freaking looking at me? You know, yeah. like what would it, blah, blah, you know? Yes. And then we were at lunch the other day and this older man was l- looking at us and I'm like, you know, this guy keeps looking at us. And it was an acknowledgement because, and I noticed that like, he was just enjoying looking at us. I mean, we're, we're, you know, fortunate looking people, you know, so I think. <laughs> we're beautiful women. <laughs> yes. yes. And so, you know, so it's like he was just smiling. He wasn't trying to no. get with us or. There was nothing gross nothing about gross it. Nothing gross about it. No. But I would have seen it as gross before. Like, oh, yes. dirty old man. What does he want? You know, blah, exactly. blah, blah. I would have taken it to that level of. And, and it's like, why? Like. You know, so I've had to change my conversation on that. And when I, and I have caught myself and I will say too, like just by changing this conversation and, you know, if I see a guy walking down the hall in our office, you know, it's like, I'll smile and say hello. Like, you know, and then it's like their shoulders relax and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, hello. How are you today? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, cause they're so used to being like having like the old Debbie, you know, be the one that approaches them and not approaches, but you know, what they're used to seeing in public is like, Oh, you know, don't say anything because Mm -hmm. then I'm just going to get my head ripped off. So, you know, so when you change your perspective, you'll notice that people around you change as well. Yeah. It changes your whole energy. You're just much more open. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're going to put yourself in dangerous situations. Exactly. And and, (laughs) yeah, you know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean you're just like, Oh, well, everybody that looks at me is just, you know, has good intention, but a lot of them do. Yeah. And, and this, I mean, this book doesn't, it doesn't take into consideration like, uh, mental illness and that kind of thing, like a narcissist or, Mm -hmm. you know, those kind of things. And that's a whole other topic because what are they missing that they even have to be that way in the first place? So once again, not a blame thing, but not this conversation. This is the general population of men who really, have good intentions and we just haven't given them the opportunity to yeah present it exactly because we just automatically assume that they're all predators right you know? and part of that's a cultural thing mm-hmm. I mean that's in our media it's all oh, over the God, place yeah all men are predators, and that is so not true no I have had wonderful had I've been ha- very fortunate to have wonderful men in my life mm-hmm. I have never felt predatory behavior from any of them right you know so I'm extremely fortunate in that way but yeah. there's a lot of other women who are very fortunate in that way also yeah or they've not had that experience because yeah. there are a lot of really wonderful men who do not behave that way right but if we generalize and say that all men are like that and we're treating all of them right like that we are emasculating right them. we're saying all of you are this and it's just absolutely not the case and right. we're not giving them the opportunity to showcase how wonderful right. they really are 
And I have, I have been um, on the side of, um, what's the word? Being victimized, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better way of saying it. <clears throat> and so even with that conversation, I'm able to move forward. Exactly. So don't stay in victim mode because yes. it's not serving. So I'll it's just not, say that. It's not because, and when you stay there, yeah. you shut yourself off from beautiful the potential for a beautiful relationship so when you stay in victim mode even though something atrocious has happened obviously for you to be there there are beautiful men out there who want to adore you yes and support you yes. and treat you like a queen yes <laughs> and that's a good point too going into that so if you want to say more about like the or i can say it if yeah you want. go so the book i mean in the beginning the book talks about like you know, it goes into the story of like, you know, you see women dating and then you, you start dating a guy and, oh my God, he's such a prince. He's so, oh, he's just so wonderful. He's such a prince. And then six months later, he's a total frog, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, and that just keeps repeating itself. But then you have that one friend who like meets a guy and, you know, if you want to look at it from a tainted version, it's like, oh, well, you know, he's whipped or, you know, like, why is he doing all this for her? You know, and we mm -hmm. want that guy. We're jealous because we're like, why haven't we found that? You know, yeah. but somehow we've become frog farmers where yes. we get these really great guys and somehow we turn them into frogs because they can't deal with our our way of being or, you know, mm -hmm. and so and, and, and our inability to see our, them as men exactly. instead of as hairy women. Yeah. Yes. And so. So, yeah. So this book really helps teach you um, you know, the difference and why we frog farm mm -hmm. and then how to be a queen, hence the name, the queen's code. It's yeah. like, this is the code of honor. And I yes, say honor, honor because it is about honor, not manipulation. Yes. Um, but you will get so much more. It's like that expression. You get more with honey than, I don't yeah, know. What's, I know. What's what the other? That? I don't know. I don't either. You get more with honey. <laughs> <laughs> if, just, if my sister's listening, she'll laugh because she knows I, I really yeah. Am and I can't challenge think of it. I know exactly cliches. what you're talking about, but I can't think of what the what the. Oh, you attract oh. more flies with sugar than with vinegar. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Right. <sighs> <laughs> yes. We were totally not getting it. <laughs> but it really does talk about how how we as women do that and. And it's almost like you can see the progression of this prince standing tall mm -hmm. and, and then yes. going into the frog and how it's just like this deflation into this right. small little thing. Right. And yes, ladies, we are playing a role in this. Mm -hmm. We're not doing it to be jerks. We're doing it because of conditioning. Right. So this again, it's like once you know better, you do better. So we've been taught to be this certain way. We've been taught to talk to our men this way. We've mm -hmm. been taught that our men are supposed to behave a certain way and especially with like the really far extreme side on the feminist movement where it's like, we don't need men. Men are trash. Men can all die, which it's I've ridiculous. literally heard women <clears throat> say this, you know, all of these things are, we can open the door for ourselves. We don't need you to like, we don't need, we don't need, we don't need. And it's not true. That's a lie. We it's do. It's an absolute we do lie. Need. We do. We are even physical human bodies are wired for this connection. Like we are literally made this way to mm -hmm. need each other, right. both in platonic and in romantic relationships. We are literally made this way. Right. We yeah. absolutely need each other. So that stuff is not true. And when we behave in that way, we make our men very small. Right. 
And we don't want them to be small. We want them to be the men in the presence that they are because that not only benefits them, it benefits us. Right. Because that energy is space holding for Mm -hmm. us to allow us to be who we really are. But we can't do that if we're not willing to see how they communicate. Right. Because it's very different. And I will say this came to me too because in, you know, in my past relationship dating experiences, like, I, in the beginning, and and I'm sure many single women can resonate, or even married women, who knows, Um, but you start dating somebody, and they're so amazing in the beginning, and then they somehow turn it into schmucks, right? And it it may be part of this conversation, it may not, because, of course, we always put our best foot forward, and so sometimes it's not sustainable, because it's not authentic, so so this, this is, like, just kind of a side note, but, like, so, and if I actually left the relationship when I should have because it wasn't honoring me then I wouldn't have turned into a frog farmer because I would have known my self-worth and I would have not been like waiting for this awesome man to come back Mm -hmm. that was just a facade in the beginning Mm -hmm. so I felt the need to say that does that make sense you know what I mean because it's like like we could sit there and be like okay I'm going into this relationship and I'm going to be a queen mm-hmm. and no more frog farming. Well, guess what? Life still shows up and, yeah. and they might just not be the right one for you. Yes. You know, and so so knowing your self-worth in the process and 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 honoring them at the same time, Absolutely. you know, because you just might not be a good match. Yeah, it just might not be a good fit. And as you're as you're dating, that's the whole purpose of the process right. of dating is to get to know someone yeah. and see, you know, are we a good match? And, and even kind of throwing out the you know, is this a long-term match for me? Kind of throwing that out the window and just in the moment, being getting in the to moment. know, being mm-hmm. in the moment and getting to know this person and, and kind of creating this adventure together of getting to know each other without like, okay, we, we need to put everything in the long-term context. Right. Like, where are we right now? And, and do we even like do each we other? Do we even like each other? Exactly. <laughs> That's a big like, thing. A yeah. lot of couples don't even don't like, like each other. Because I and hit so- myself in the nose. Because <laughs> <laughs> even if there's like a real strong chemical attraction, because there's this chemical energetic mm-hmm. attraction. Once you really start to break down those walls a bit, you know, so you can talk and get to know each right. other, you may realize that you're just not on the same page yeah. with things. And that doesn't mean that either of you are bad or wrong. Right. It just means that you're just going to go in different just directions. And fit. even though there's an attraction there and it feels really good, there you know, has to be deeper there foundation. has to be deeper yeah. things you know and so you learn that as you progress that's yeah. the whole purpose of dating so, so yeah. i felt like that i think was that was a really to, important thing yeah. to say yeah i think that was a really important thing to say because i the old crazy me mm-hmm. would have been like oh the next guy i'm gonna read this book and that's it he's gonna be my king and i'm gonna yeah. be the queen and we're gonna make this work i'm gonna make it happen yeah don't do it yeah it's not now no, you're forcing you're forcing <laughs> and that's not what yeah, yeah. and it's really it. about stepping back and allowing yeah and allowing him to be a man for you and allowing him to uh, communicate in the way that a man communicates right. instead of trying to force it or going into it thinking you know if there's little things that that aren't what you think they should be like may, trying to force mm-hmm. change right that's not going to happen and you're just going to you're just going to basically make them turn into a frog even faster exactly because it's not going to happen so it's yeah. really about us as women changing our approach in conversation with men. And what one of the things I really loved about the book is that it talks about it in context of a marriage, of a dating relationship, but also in the workplace. Yes. So it breaks it down into real life. So it's not just all about how you're in relationship with men, just in a committed relationship. It's across the board. Even with your children. Like if you have boys, like if you talk to them a certain way, like 
you know, and, and, and it, I mean, going back into last week, you know, if they learn that they need to be on a sticker board, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like you you teach your boys how to be. And, and so as you're raising these amazing men, you know, giving them the flexibility and freedom to be who they are and to be a man is like such a gift. So it's not just about your husbands and boyfriends. It really can attribute to your children as well. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. across the board. It's across the board in how we communicate. And I think one of the things that was really stuck out to me, you know, is when you're in conversation with men is letting them finish their thought right and letting them speak mm-hmm. so what the tendency is and I know I do this oh, I and I've even caught myself to. recently I was thinking back to a conversation <laughs> I had with a friend of mine um over coffee like a week or so ago and so we're having this great conversation and he's talking and I keep interjecting and I was realizing after the fact I'm like oh my god I was cutting him off left right. and right that was so crappy of me yeah. but I'm recognizing it because like we can have, we can basically have multiple streams of conversations happening at the same time. Right. But men don't do that way. And also they, when you ask them a question, they're usually going to take a moment to think about it right. and give you a response. And so it's allowing them to respond and then not even saying anything to the response, just sitting mm-hmm. and seeing if there's anything else that they want to add. Yeah. Because they don't just do this like long stream of consciousness like we do. Right. Where we're just like, and we don't stop talking at all. We, there's like no breath. It's like, oh, you open the door. I'm, yeah. You know, let like, me just roll now and I'm not going to take a yeah. breath for an hour. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> That's how we do. But men are not the same way. They'll mm. make their statement and then they may think about it a little bit, maybe make another statement and then they finally get to like, okay. That's all I have to say about that, Yeah, essentially. But we tend to interject every time they pause. And so it's allowing them to just go through that train. It's really, I'm going to tell you it's hard. It is. It <laughs> it's is. really hard because we're just so used to jumping in and taking control of the right. conversation. We don't allow them to kind of complete the train of thought. So that's a really good thing to kind of practice. I did that on a date too. Did you? And it was like, it so, and it's awkward because yeah. I'm like, you know, I like, I don't know, he said something and I'm just shaking my head, smiling. And then I kind of look away and I'm like trying to, what did it say? Count to 27, Yeah, you know? something like that. And really it was like clockwork. And then yeah. it, he just started talking and said more about it because we, us as women, we want to know everything. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you mean by that? Tell us, tell us, tell us. Yes. And if we asked a guy that, they'd be like, whoa, sweetheart, hold yeah. up, you know? Whereas if you give them the space and the room to know that they're actually being heard, they will give you everything that you need to know. Yes. It's really interesting. But you have to wait for it. It's very hard. Yes. You have to have patience and allow them to speak. And it's like, we're so afraid of that awkward silence, but they need it. Yeah. The awkward silence is only for women. Yeah. It's only, yeah, it's only awkward to us because we feel like we need to essentially, you know, (laughs) keep going keep going and <laughs> fill mouth. every possible moment <laughs> and words. not ever stop talking you know but you know we don't we we just kind of keep rolling over yeah. so um I know we got to wrap up here in a second so there's a really good article on so Alison Armstrong is the the author uh she's got the queenscode.com uh website if you want to go in look at that but she has an article on there talking about um, what it means to be a queen Mm -hmm. and you know the difference between you know the princess and the queen and so I'm just going to read like a couple of of, I'm not even going to read I'm not going to read the whole thing but I'm going to read just a couple of things about what it is to be a queen so compassion having compassion queen isn't perfect 
She's not. She has compassion for her own imperfections. Mm. So this is not about being the perfect woman or doing this perfectly and also not having judgment. Like if some of this landed with your like, oh, and I know we didn't get to, we 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 only have so much time. So we're really just saying, go read the book, please. And let us know what you think about it. Yeah. But you know, so this is going back without judgment about how you were before. Because again, you know better, you do better. So it's not about judging yourself and in, in the way that you maybe were reacting in your relationships or are currently acting in right, your relationships right. and across the board with men. And, you know, so having some compassion for yourself and not trying to be perfect. This is not being perfect. And so part of them, um, I think what she said, we're always we're always comparing men to the perfect person. Mm-hmm. And the perfect person in our minds is a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're comparing them to the perfect person, which is a woman, and they are never going to live up to that expectation because they are not perfect and they're not a woman. Thing is, we don't even live up to our we own We don't even live up to it. We yeah. are not perfect, but we try to think. Yeah. We create this thing in our minds of how everyone we come into contact with is right. supposed to be. And we're constantly disappointed, but we do it to ourselves. Right. Yep. We frustrate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a good one receptivity to men these days it seems like the holy grail for women is being low maintenance who that one kind of hit me i was like yeah i kind of i have a tendency to do that but being a queen means that we have to allow others to take care of us to provide what we need to access our own greatness Mm -hmm. without being receptive to men we're doomed to being cranky puny and exhausted Ooh. read that last one again Just the last line? Yeah, or the la- that last, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Being a queen means that we have to allow others to take care of us, to provide what we need to access our own greatness. Without being receptive to men, we're doomed to be cranky, puny, and exhausted. Who doesn't resonate with that right now? How many of you are feeling like that? Like you're, you're small. You're ir- irritated by every mm-hmm. single little thing. Let's just say you're in a relationship, you're dating somebody or... Um, you're, you're married. Mother, Let's yeah. just talk about that for a moment. So where you're just constantly irritated by everything they're doing yeah. or you're feeling really small in the relationship and defeated and, and defeated. you have to get the kids here and make dinner and do yeah. this and I'm and doing do all this stuff no, no, no. and he's doing nothing. He's yeah. just sitting there watching TV. Mm-hmm. How many of you are feeling this way? And I've said these type of things right. about previous relationships. So like, yeah, let's just be, yeah. Re- let's just be honest for a minute. I have but said I see that, that all the time. And like yeah. women that come into our office is like, they're just depleted and they're, yes. they, and, and it's like, God forbid something happened to these women because everything will fall apart. Yeah. Or so they think. I really, and it is a matter of just finding new ways to be with it all. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Then the last one is purpose. From dawn to dark, we are accustomed to asking ourselves, what do I want now or what do I need now? Both of these questions keep us stuck firmly in the immediate presence, desires, concerns, fears, and sense of lack. The presence of a queen comes from paying attention to something beyond herself. Her magnificence emanates from her vision of the world. Almost all of us have a vision, but getting bogged down in the overwhelming to-do list of daily life has many women too tired to pay attention to the future. Thus, the necessity of being receptive to men and letting them help us. Mm -hmm. I threw that in myself. (laughs) (laughs) For queens are always supported by kings. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. But we have to allow <laughs> them to. Same time. Yeah. We have to allow them to and give up control. Us. Give up control. Yeah. Sit back and let them take that position of strength and honor yeah. for us. Because they really want to. Mm-hmm. They really, really want to make us happy. Yeah. 
but they feel like they can't win. Right. Like there's just no, there's just no winning and they constantly feel castrated. Right. Because we have all joined the castration club. Right. Well, and interestingly, going back to last week's conversation, you know, with the whole stickers, they actually, men give themselves points. Yes. Like they're like, yes, I did that. Yes. You know, they give themselves points, but you castrate them when you give them points. Like they have to, they have to, to they have to create their own point system and they, and they will, they all do. Like it it really is a thing. You do it for them. Yeah. And treat them like boys. Mm -hmm. Let them do their own point system and be men. So really last week's was like really the manipulative version of points. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. we're trying to exert control over it and not just letting them do it themselves yeah. and determine what their own system is. Yeah, and thinking we have control is a facade. Oh, it's, it's just a complete not even, illusion. Like, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. it's a complete illusion. Yeah, Whew. we have. We will definitely be talking about this again in the future. So we would love to hear your feedback. You know, go read the book. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. it's not a super long read. It's actually a pretty mm-hmm. quick read, really. Um, but read the book and then let us know what you think about this because there's. There's so much to discuss with this, and we barely scratched the surface right. of what this book really is about. But it is a game changer. Mm-hmm. It is going to, and it may feel like a gut punch, and it's going to be a slice of humble pie because mm-hmm. I know it was for both of us. Yeah, and, and I had to piece it actually because it's not a long read, but mm-hmm. I could only do like two hours yeah. at a time because I had to sit and process it yes. because that is a lot. It's a lot of to take reprogramming. In. A, a lot. lot of yeah, you're right. A lot of stuff to take in and process and redefine because yeah. it's like I don't want to do that like yeah. I don't want to and be not that I did that everything but right. you know it, you know it's not about bashing us women but no. we have just gone with the flow of what we know and what seems to be the generalization in society today and yes. this is not good for anybody no. so no it's creating more mm, problems so way more what we want to do here by recommending this book and discussing it is say hey there's another way yeah. for us to do things and let's just investigate it let's just see what happens yeah and see how much it changes for us yep. because i can already tell it's changing a lot it is yeah i'm excited i know me too it's good stuff all right everyone we'd Yay. love to hear from you so please leave your comments here or go to the wild wisdom facebook page especially if you read the book we really really yes. want to know what you're thinking about because we'll definitely be having further conversations about this because i think it's a really important yeah. conversation because it affects so many different things exactly so it affects our health it affects it everything. does yeah so that's probably yes. another good conversation for us to mm-hmm. have is how this affects us on a health on a health situation so we love you all thank we you love for you. joining thank us you. we will see you next week have a fabulous rest of the day bye bye